0: Welcome back to the Broke Vlog Podcast. I am your favorite broke host, Maciel Nunez. And as always, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. I wanted to say thank you for being patient this week. I know I'm uploading on Thursday, but next week, we will go back to our regular schedule of Tuesday episodes. Um, This week, I will be diving into the topic of being alone, being happy alone, comfortable alone, and most importantly, developing a healthy relationship with yourself. And this topic is something that's been heavy on my mind, so I am so excited to dive in with you all about it. I wanted to take into consideration the fact that there are people who thrive around other people. There's people who feel happier when they're surrounded by others. And of course, many of you are probably in happy relationships. I don't want you to think this episode won't benefit you. I actually encourage you to listen to this episode because... Nonetheless, it is important to learn to value alone time and be comfortable with yourself alone. It's important to be in a good and healthy relationship with yourself because that's going to affect all your other relationships. There's actually a quote that I wanted to start this episode with and it's by Robert Holden and it's, your relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. And even as I was taking notes for this episode, I kind of got emotional because I realized I would not have been able to make an episode like this like two years ago with where I was at mentally. Um, I always try to be genuine, authentic with you all. I will never give advice if I'm not using it on myself and I just wouldn't have felt authentic talking about this back then because I didn't learn to master being alone. I definitely distanced myself and if anything, I felt lonely at the time, but I've learned to enjoy that solitude. I've learned to grow in my alone time and I have grown to have a very healthy relationship with myself. I enjoy me time. I enjoy who I am. Like I've learned so much about who I am in the past few years and being alone and I'm so thankful for it and I want that for you all um, even if it means dedicating a little bit of time to yourself every day and I also wanted to say It's not going to happen overnight being comfortable with yourself, especially if that's not something that comes naturally to you. Just like any process, whether that's healing, grieving, or like this, learning a new habit, or um, being comfortable in your solitude. There's going to be hiccups, and it goes back to that principle that I mentioned in the first episode of the year. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself in this journey of self-love self-growth and and being comfortable in your solitude but like i said i'm so excited for this episode we're gonna dive deeper into it i also before i forget just wanted to thank you for feedback i asked for it last week and a lot of you delivered you sent me messages some of you even sent me constructive criticism which helps me grow and become a better podcaster and just continue to do that it helps me so much y'all i appreciate it when you go out of your way to either leave a review or message me directly and tell me what you thought of my episode so thank you so incredibly much if you're listening to this episode feel free to screenshot put it on your story because I love to see that you guys are listening it means the world to me but now I'm going to go ahead and dive into my current favorites So for this week's current favorites, I have a book, because a lot of you have been asking for book recommendations, and I'll try to include some more in future episodes, and then I also have a TV show. Um, I'll briefly discuss these so we can go into our topic for the week, but the book is called All About Love, and you guessed it, it is all about love. It goes into the deep levels of love, and it's so beautifully written. It was written by Bell Hooks, who actually passed away last December, and she was a genius y'all this book was gifted to me about two years ago and it's just so special I'm rereading it to start the year off with it and really soak it in Um, and anytime people ask me for book recommendations it's always like one of the number one books that I recommend I just feel like everybody needs to read this at some point in their life um, so that's the book for the week. And just like a lot of other people, I have been obsessing with season two of Euphoria. I know some people don't like watching like mainstream television, but Euphoria is good. And A24 produced it. I am the biggest geek when it comes to A24. They just haven't failed me yet. Everything they produce is chef's kiss, there's some cinematography is unique. They're brilliant they are just overall brilliant and euphoria is definitely on their list of genius and what's crazy is when season two came out i decided to not watch the first episode and instead on that day that it was released i started re-watching um season one to really soak it in enjoy it one last time and then dive into season two and season two is so intense so if anybody else is watching euphoria season two hit your girl up let's talk about it because i am loving this season But yeah, guys, those are my current favorites. Simple, a book, and a TV show. And now let's dive into the topic of being alone. So as we dive into this topic, I wanted to start off with why. Why is it important to learn to be happy alone? Why is it important to be comfortable in your own company and develop a healthy relationship with yourself? And the number one thing I could think of was personal exploration. There is so much to learn about yourself. In those very intimate moments that you have with yourself and like i mentioned earlier it wasn't until recently that i've truly learned to love myself and a lot of that self-love came from those intimate moments that i've had with myself because i've finally learned or i'm learning still the answers to who is masiel what does masiel like and what doesn't Marcel like you know these are the moments that i'm starting to understand my identity become even more passionate about my passions, and even answer questions like what are the things in my life that I want to try? What's a new skill I want to learn? What are the places I want to visit? So many things that without the influence of other people, I can answer for myself. And it's so beautiful to reflect on because like I said, I could have never done an episode like this years ago. And what I've realized was, I remember in high school, I was in a relationship and then after that relationship I was heartbroken devastated and I don't think I gave myself enough time to really learn about myself I ended up falling in love and you know I got into another relationship that ended up being long term I ended up moving in with my ex and don't get me wrong cuz I know how you girls like to tussle. Yes, there's a lot you can learn in a relationship about yourself. There's a lot you can learn about yourself in a relationship. And it's not always bad. There's good things that come with it too. There's a lot you can learn from your partner. That's the point of a relationship. You're growing with each other. You become in a in a metaphorical way one, right? But although yes, while I was in that relationship, you know, I started my magazine. I was really driven. There was still so much about myself that was unanswered. And now I feel like I got the answer because in that relationship, I didn't give myself real alone time. I didn't give myself enough time to really dive deep into who I am, which, like I was saying, is totally possible while you're in a relationship. But then after my breakup, that's when I I took advantage of that time to really get to know myself. And man, the personal exploration that comes with being alone what i find that it does is that it raises your standards on all levels this could be for your romantic relationships your platonic relationships those friendships that matter to you because now that you've learned so much about yourself you've also learned what you do and what you don't like in people and you know what type of energy you do mesh well with so these are all just reasons why being alone and being comfortable with yourself matters so much Before I go into the ins and outs of being happy alone or the steps to being comfortable in your own company, I do think it's important to understand the difference in being alone versus being lonely because they are two different things and a lot of people think automatically if I'm spending time by myself, I'm lonely. Like no, these two are two completely different things and I do think it's important to understand that. I feel like that's become a pattern with my podcast in the last few episodes as I'm comparing two definitions but I promise it's important. Um, And of course, as always, I did look up some research to back up my ideas. And what I found was being alone is a physical state where you are physically by yourself. Being lonely is an emotional state where you're feeling alone or disconnected from others, even when they're right next to you. The key difference between being lonely and being alone is emotional attachment. Ding, 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 ding. Being alone is a state of being while loneliness is a feeling. And then I loved this. It said, solitude is craved by many people while feared by others. Part of this has to do with our relationship with ourselves. And I find that so true. I know a lot of people that genuinely fear being alone. They can't imagine their life without a partner Without people by their side. And I also found another article. It was reviewed by a psychologist named Timothy J. Legg. And it said, and I love this if you find yourself avoiding alone time at all costs, it may be a sign that you need to work on that relationship with yourself. So now we're going to dive into those steps. How can we learn to be happy with ourselves? How can we learn to be comfortable, especially if that's something that scares us? Um, I wrote down some of my ideas and little steps that we can take to make it happen. So for this first step, I wrote down this little example that I came up with, so bear with me. If you're dating someone, when you're in a relationship, right, it's important to love that person as they are. It's important to accept who they are, their flaws, the great qualities about them, and most importantly, through the hard times, be there for them in their growth. However, an unhealthy approach to a relationship is to compare that person to other people see this when people ask stuff like why don't you buy me flowers like that person bought for their partner or why does this couple look so much happier than we do instead of focusing on their own relationship and working to grow it and enjoy that time together the same thing applies to the relationship with yourself you guys hear me guys okay out there (laughs) the same thing applies to the relationship with yourself so yes step one to learning to be happy alone is to avoid comparing yourself to others i know i've talked about this in previous episodes like the damage of comparison but i do think this is a major step in really being comfortable with your own company I know it's easier said than done too because social media is so powerful and I'd be lying if I said I never compared myself to maybe other creators or even other women in general when it comes to like my own life, the friendships that I have, and seeing people go on really fun outings. But when we avoid comparing our social life to everyone else's, whether that be their friendships, relationships, travels we realize their journey is their journey and you have your own life to live like I have my own life to live and I have to learn to be happy with my life and myself and another thing to consider is that what we do see online 90% of the people don't post their hardships we're only seeing a highlight reel of somebody's life Um, everything that glitters isn't gold so ultimately when we are comparing ourselves we're comparing ourselves to a fantasy rather than that person's actual reality So step number one, stop comparing your social life and your life in general to other people's social life. You don't always have to be out. You don't always have to be around people, although it may feel like that. You have to learn to be comfortable with your life, your reality, who you are. Step number two, I wrote down, do nothing and see where your mind takes you. I think this one scares a lot of people because naturally, we distract ourselves with activities, with people. In my case, I distract myself with work to not really dig deep and figure out, okay, where do I still need healing? Where is a part of my life that I still need personal growth? What's something that's been bothering me? Instead of getting to a solution for these things and figuring stuff out about ourselves, We dig it deeper, deeper, deeper into our soul and we distract ourselves so that we never have to focus on it. So I know some people can't even imagine the thought of doing nothing for five to ten minutes and if that sounds like you, then you probably haven't done nothing in a really long time. So this is going to be hard, but I encourage you, even if you don't have ten minutes, just give me five, y'all. Turn off the TV, shut off your music, turn off your Wi-Fi, don't read a book, put your phone far away with no volume, and find a comfortable place to sit in and close your eyes where does your mind go now for some people this can be a really emotional practice because again we're bringing stuff to the surface that we've worked so hard to dig deeper and deeper and not have to focus on so allow yourself to feel whether that be sad or even happy because maybe memories come up happy memories you know but where does your mind go it might take you very far i know sometimes (laughs) when i try to meditate y'all even when I try to pray, like it's hard for me to focus sometimes because my mind will be like thinking about Spongebob or (laughs) I don't even know, but your mind might go very far and that's okay. It's you being honest with yourself and allowing your mind to go where it goes. But in some cases, the more you practice this, the deeper within you're going to go. The deeper issues are going to come to the surface. And it's important to be honest with yourself. And even if it hurts to be true and figure out what's weighing heavy on your mind, why don't you like to spend time alone? Like Maybe because you don't like to think about certain things, but allow yourself to feel and think and reflect. So step number three, one of my favorites, and I'm a huge advocate for this, take yourself on a date guys I love doing this I love it because I like to think of it as me treating myself how I want to be treated it's like a form of manifestation like if I treat myself like this this is what's going to come in my future relationship okay like if I don't treat myself poorly then who are you to treat me poorly i know this sounds cheesy but it's really a healthy practice to get you in the rhythm of being comfortable alone so some things that i've done by myself or treated myself to is i've gone to the movies by myself i've had lunch and even dinner sometimes at restaurants by myself but again i'm at a point where i genuinely enjoy my alone time and i'm not like embarrassed by being alone in public but some people that's a real thing like they don't want to be seen in public alone some people think that's weird or embarrassing and if that's you that's okay. Your feelings are valid. So don't feel like you have to go extreme and do something like I do, but you can start small. You can start with a coffee shop, and I'm not saying to go there and just study because that's not really focusing on who you are. Go to a coffee shop, treat yourself, okay? Get yourself a baked good, your favorite drink, whether that be a coffee or a tea, and enjoy those 10 and 30 minutes to 30 minutes alone um enjoy the music they're playing people watch observe your surroundings journal take those 30 minutes for yourself to really enjoy whatever you're taking into your body and just that moment of not being with other people besides yourself your baked good and your coffee or tea <laughs> um like I said this isn't going to be easy for everybody I know some people already do this like I said when they go and study but again the the goal here is to go out treat yourself and really just enjoy that alone time it's like any other habit the more and more you do this the easier it will be to do other things alone and spend more time with yourself you might even find hey i like this like i like just me myself and something that i am enjoying so the next step that i wrote is to really focus on self-love and i know that's so easy to say like love yourself um No, that doesn't happen overnight. But we are capable, and most importantly, each and every one of us, we're worthy of self-love. And practicing self-love can look like so many different things, even things like taking yourself on a date. I know for me, and guys, I'm just going to be completely honest with y'all, something I've noticed is like when I'm vibing in my room and I'm playing music, like I experience self-love when I'm dancing by myself. Even if I look ridiculous, like I feel sexy and I'll look at myself in the mirror like, yeah girl, you are all that and a bag of chips, you're the Whole package like it's my form of practice of like self-love just vibing listening to music and like dancing. Thing else that I like to do is literally stand in front of the mirror take a few deep breaths and mentally I'll start pointing out things that I like about myself and this can change every day because let me tell you my skin isn't popping every single day but I'll have days where I'll be like wow today your complexion looks great or Your eyes are really sparkling today or you have a beautiful smile. I love your curves, you know. Focus on what you do like about yourself because, yes, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have my own insecurities. And I know a lot of that does stem from, like, the social media we're exposed to and naturally the comparisons that we make. But I am determined and I truly do believe that each of us, if we practice self-love or make it a habit, we truly can get to the point where we love ourselves. Flaws and all, we will love it. I think this is important in the idea of being comfortable with ourselves because a lot of us don't want to be by ourselves because there's things about ourselves we don't like. So we have to remind ourselves of the things we do like. Remind ourselves we're not so bad it's not so bad to hang out with who like with ourselves I know that sounds cheesy but it's true and being alone I feel like really amplifies that and teaches you things about yourself that maybe you haven't been paying attention to that are just so beautiful and you'll find things in your alone time to love and value about yourself The next step that I wrote down is valuing wellness. Now, when we value wellness, we're not doing it for the aesthetic purposes, but there is science to support the idea that exercising can be beneficial and valuing your wellness can be beneficial to your happiness. And these are all things that you can do by yourself. So when we exercise, we release endorphins. And those are the little signals that get sent to our brain that says, hey, you look now, you feel happier. So, exercising, physical activity, I know it's a hard one to sometimes jump into. We even talked about this in the last episode that we have to take baby steps to make these habits form. But it could start with something like morning stretches or even if the weather permits, walking at the park. Spending time in nature is so beneficial to your well-being. So, there was some research online that I found that said 30 minutes or more a week spent in nature can improve symptoms of depression. And lower blood pressure and when you're doing these activities do them alone and you'll find that you're practicing one being comfortable in your solitude while doing an activity that is benefiting your physical health and most importantly your mental health so my final step is finding a healthy coping mechanism and this is important because in the earlier step of allowing our mind to wander and doing nothing that's great that's great to bring the issue to the surface but now, what are we going to do with that issue? We can either just sit in it day by day, or once we become aware and face face that issue head on, let's move forward with the coping mechanism. Let's move forward with practices that we can take to get to a solution with what's bothering us and what's not allowing us to enjoy our alone time. So I'm going to use myself as an example. In my last breakup, I moved back to my mom's house two years ago, and you know, in breakups, there's people who want to be surrounded by people, again, distraction from what's going on, maybe. In my case, my distraction was literally like, it was, although I let my mind wander, I was alone and I wasn't moving forward with it. So I wanted to be alone. I didn't want to be around friends, family, nobody. I literally was just locked in my room for months. I felt depressed. It was, I was not okay, y'all. And, you know, I was trying to work on enjoying being alone enjoying that time alone and appreciating it but where I failed at was when I let my mind wander okay the issue was brought to the surface here's what went wrong in my relationship here's here's areas that I could improve in here's what I'm unhappy about within myself but that's all I focused on I focused on it and I didn't move forward with it so here are some things that I like to do some healthy coping mechanism once the issue is brought to the surface how do we move forward with it healthy mechanism is practicing gratitude and you can say this out loud or you can do this by journaling because you might feel like the world's crashing on you you might feel like i hate being alone i have nothing about myself i like or i'm dealing with an issue that i really don't want to reflect on right now In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of what's going on internally, remind yourself that there's things about yourself and things about your life to still be grateful for. And even if you're going through a lot, I promise you, you can find one or two things to say, you know what? It could be worse. And today I feel grateful for X, Y, and Z. This one's a little bit harder, but I encourage you to dig deep, again. let that mind wander to then move forward with it. Um... Is there somebody that you need to forgive? Sometimes we're holding so much emotional weight, emotional wounds in our heart towards somebody else that it's not allowing us to enjoy being by ourselves because when we're alone, that's what we think of. We think of these hard times, we think of the people who affected us deeply, the people who may have caused us trauma. Um, there's a quote I remember reading when I was younger, and it was Forgive others not because they deserve forgiveness, but because you deserve peace. And sometimes, sometimes us holding on to those emotional wounds without figuring out healthy ways to move past it 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 keeps us from growing it keeps us from enjoying who we are it keeps us from it affects our future relationships so that would be my next step is really question okay who are the people hurt me what are the what are things that i still haven't let go of And you know this may even happen during your mind wandering but once you figure out what that is who or what you need to forgive and work past then we start working on okay how can i move past forgiveness and i know that can be an entire episode on its own and it probably will be one day so i'm not going to go down that rabbit hole but i will i do challenge you to question that like is there anybody that you need to forgive or a situation that weighs heavy on your mind that's preventing you from enjoying your alone time. And another healthy coping mechanism is to not be afraid to seek professional help. I love that society's now moving to a place where it's more normal. It's not so taboo to talk about therapy. You know, we're becoming more aware of the the reality of mental health issues. Whereas before, people correlated therapy with being crazy, and that's just not true. Therapy is a form of self-care it's a form of maintenance. I see it as putting oil in your car. It's necessary. It's, it's necessary to talk to professionals or seek self, self-help, self you know? Um, and even now in my life where I'm at, I've considered going back just because I realized maybe that could be beneficial for me. And the truth is, if I would say consider reaching out to a therapist if you feel like you're depressed if you um, realize you're having anxiety attacks, you're overwhelmed with stress and nothing is helping because the truth is all the self-care in the world, all the exercising, gratitude, self-care, self-help books, um, journaling, or even if your distraction is being around people or events, none of that's going to help when you are genuinely feeling with loneliness or depression and i mean true loneliness we talked about the definition for a reason um like if you feel like you're around people and you're just lonely and have really dark thoughts then it's it's time to talk to somebody and that's okay and although this episode is not sponsored (laughs) by any of these companies um i know some people don't feel comfortable with in-person therapy especially with what's going on in the world right now the pandemic's still very alive and well and um or if you have Social anxiety, and you just don't feel comfortable going to a place to talk to somebody. Online therapy is a great option. There's the website TalkSpace, and then there's also the website BetterHelp, and they align you literally with therapists that align with like your beliefs. And just they try to find you a therapist that works out for you because I do think it's important to also know that. Not every therapist is going to work out for you. (laughs) I know a lot of people say they break up with their therapist either because they're done with therapy or because it's just not working out. Um, But there's a therapist out there for you that can help you work through your thoughts, help you become more comfortable with being alone. And so I encourage you to check these apps out. Again, not sponsored, but hey, if they want to reach out at me, please. (laughs) I wanted to close with this. Once you've mastered being alone, once you are comfortable with your own company work on growing and nurturing those relationships you know socializing is important it is important to still have friends that you can go to it is important to still see people that you care for because what happens is a lot of people they'll become so comfortable in their alone time that they distance themselves from valuable relationships I know in my case that's actually something that I feel like I'm going through is I've mastered being alone so well I get so caught up with my work that I've I find it challenging now for me to see people. Um, my friends will be the first to tell you during the week I'm literally on do not disturb. Like I don't like to be bothered during the week, and because of that, I end up having to bunch a bunch of bunch a bunch, <laughs> group my hangouts like all in one weekend. And I don't know if it's because I'm an empath, but I feel like I get so overstimulated from seeing so many people at once that then I feel drained, and I just I just want to be alone again. And what I'm scared of is developing an unhealthy relationship with being alone or most importantly what I feel like is happening now, I hate the idea of being punished for enjoying my alone time. And I think the key to that is me finding a balance in nurturing those relationships that matter to me and um, enjoying my alone time, figuring out a balance of maybe during the week incorporating some hangouts or some calls to loved ones to let them know I'm still thinking about them. I think that's healthy. I think it's good to still have people in your life while still catering to myself. Um guys, I just got deep. <laughs> but that's that's something that's been on my mind and especially when I was taking these notes. I was like, I'm proud of myself that I got to the point where I feel comfortable being alone. But now moving forward, how can I enjoy myself while still making sure the people that I love know that I still care about them while still being selfish? You see what I mean? It's like a dilemma. (laughs) Um, But that's where I'm at in my life right now. So I thought that would be a really beautiful way to end this, this topic of being happy alone because, you know, I think a lot of people think of the word alone and automatically think, okay, so I just never see people. I just... No, it's all the key to everything in life is literally a balance. So learn to feel comfortable in your own company while still having company around with a healthy balance. Um, So yeah, so that was my last little tidbit was growing and nurturing your relationships. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I would love, love, love to get some feedback on what you guys thought of this episode. I encourage you guys to do something alone this week, five to 10 minutes of letting your mind wander and do something that sparks joy. Take yourself out on a date. Um, Do something to work on your relationship with yourself. And in the words of my hero, Michael Scott, I will catch you guys on the flippity flip. See you guys next Tuesday.